Hello, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Wellness Wednesday is sponsored by 3W Medical for Women, a nonprofit medical clinic offering free of charge or low cost reproductive health services to women in the Seattle area, regardless of income or insurance status. 3W does not profit off of the reproductive health choices women make. The information shared in this podcast is the opinion of the speaker or speakers. Medical information is not intended as individual medical consultation, but for general education only. Always consult your own health professional for personalized advice regarding medical decisions. And if you're in the Seattle area, consider making an appointment to consult with us. I'm Helen Nguyen, CEO and co-founder of 3W Medical for Women and the host of today's podcast. Hello, Wellness Wednesday listeners. I am here with a very special and dear friend of mine, Joanna Worthen. She is actually one of our advisory board members here with 3W. She's seen this project from the very conception of it. She is also such a badass because she has kicked... Um, and survived cancer, which is amazing. And I just thought her personal story with this very aggressive cancer that she was diagnosed with three years ago, Joanna? Three and a half years ago. Three and a half years ago. Amazing. Um, And I just thought her story need to be need to be said and heard by those of you who are going through cancer yourself, have a loved one that is going through cancer, or know someone that goes through cancer, because um, her story is really, really powerful. So thank you so very much for joining me today. Well, it is a pleasure to be here, <laughs> Helen, and I'm excited to get to share my story. I awesome. um, am thankful for all the, the support along the way and the support that came from you from oh day gosh. one when you heard, and uh, of course, I love what 3W does here and what yeah. you're doing for women, and what I learned through uh, my journey, I hope can be a help to someone. Oh, yeah. I I have no doubt it's going to help a lot of people. So what was your cancer diagnosis? It's a very complex name, and I'm not even going to try to <laughs> it pronounce it. It is a mouthful. <laughs> it is a mouthful. I definitely had to practice it yeah. quite a bit myself. Yeah. But on the pathology report, it was adenocarcinoma of the endometrium clear cell type. Wow. And that um, 80% clear cell. And wow. that was the tricky part of this this cancer. So wow. We wow. can talk about more as, yeah. as we go. Yeah. So how, I guess, how did it all begin? Like you went to the doctors and you weren't feeling well or? Well, really, yeah, the way it all began was with me noticing, you know, that I was having minuscule spotting, you know, I'm postmenopausal. Mm-hmm. So that shouldn't be happening. Okay. But to tell you the truth, I, you know, I just thought it was odd. You know, I thought, oh, well, that's odd. But mm-hmm. I just figured maybe you know, this is hormones, hormones, maybe something I ate. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know. He just, my right. mind did not at all go to cancer. Okay. And not even, not, it, it wasn't on the list yeah. of concerns, but I also knew it wasn't normal. Okay. And so I, you know, I had a, a couple of days of that and uh, we were away at a family retreat or uh, mm-hmm. reunion. And, and I knew, you know, when I get back, I need to, to make a call into my doctor's office and just run this yeah. by a nurse. Hey, yeah. should I be concerned about this? And 
So that was the start. And I'm so okay. glad I paid attention then and didn't let it go longer. Right. And um, so, you know, they got back to me kind of right away and said, yeah, I think, you know, we should try to fit you in. Okay. But they said, wow, we are so full. I don't think we're going to be able to see you for a month. But Oh, my gosh. Um, then, I know. and But then she said, you know what, actually, we have an opening this afternoon, if you can get in. And I go, yeah, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And the doctor was actually filling in for my regular doctor that day. I still had no no thought of cancer, none. And uh-huh. she says, well, you know, probably the elephant that's in the room is this could be, you know, cancer. And I was like, wow, no, I didn't know that was the elephant in the room. Wow. And um, then I was able to amazingly get an ultrasound later that same day. Wow. So things, what could have maybe taken a month to get started, you know, Mm -hmm. that day. And, of course, by the end of that day, they were seeing an abnormal ultrasound, something that shouldn't have been there. Mm-hmm. And so I was back the next day. They did a biopsy. Mm-hmm. And that first biopsy actually didn't get enough tissue. Oh and uh, How frustrating. So, yeah, it, it, that was. They then sent me to um, a gynecologist who did a really great job, you know, in getting the material that was needed mm-hmm. to assess. And fortunately, that gynecologist that day, she's so awesome. I mean, she really took time to say, you know, we could do it this way or this way. If mm-hmm. it is cancer and we do it this way, we could, there's this risk that we could be kind of blowing these cells into areas you don't want it to go. And so, you know, this other way is a little more uncomfortable, but if it is indeed cancer, because at that time they didn't know if it was just a polyp, you know, okay. cyst. I mean, yeah. they didn't know. Yes. Uh-huh. And so, you know, we we opted to just do the more uncomfortable way and get it yeah. said and done right then. Yeah. And then the the waiting period that was probably the hardest time because sure. I didn't. It wasn't a fast turnaround in hearing, and wow. she told me later it's because we. This was tricky, you know, yeah. it did take more time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she did tell me, you know, as we were in the office that day, you know, if it's endometrial cancer, mm-hmm. you know, these cancers are, you know, hysterectomy will probably just take care of it. I mean, there, there's mm-hmm. not, if it's early, mm-hmm. this is not a big deal. So, but, okay. Okay. And uh, it's still scary, though. Cancer is still, still scary. scary. I mean, the unknown right. and just knowing something's amiss. Yeah. And, um, you know, that waiting time, I was, I was driving on the viaduct, mm-hmm. you know, or was heading down when finally the call, I could see it was, it was. And how many days did it oh, went by? It was a, I want to say maybe a week, which, oh, you know, week. which is a long time wow. when you're talking about. Um, Waiting for the result of a diagnosis. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I've known of others where it's been longer sometimes. So, but but when you're, it's you, Mm -hmm. every day felt very long. Sure. Yeah. And she said, Well, I hate, you know, yeah, it it is cancer. And so I'm thinking, Okay. Mm -hmm. And then she said, and what's it's it's not an it's it's a rare cancer. This is not your typical endometrial. It's and she says, to tell you the truth, I don't even know I don't know that much about this cancer. Wow. You know, it's this clear cell. And I'll get back to we'll have more conversation. Of course, we'll talk about what's next. And, right. And so 
end of call. End of call. And and I'm just like, whoa, okay, cancer. It's it's a tricky one, you know. Mm -hmm. And I had a meeting to go to, so I went and I I I did my took care of the meeting. Mm -hmm. I got home, you know, telling of course my husband we're sitting down and I of course do it. They probably tell you not to do, but I'm I'm Googling. Yeah. <laughs> like exactly what I am what hearing that this is. Yes. And the first words were like, you know, not a favorable prognosis. I mean, I was just like, I was just going, oh my goodness. I'm going, wow, John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my husband. Mm-hmm. This, oh wow. Yeah. You know. But I have to say, somehow, through through it through those steps as as hard as the waiting was mm-hmm. somehow i don't know i guess we all have i guess when the adrenaline what do they say fight fight or flight, flight and, yeah and the fight was kind of rising i was like i'm 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 gonna lean into this i'm yeah. going to this this is what's okay this yeah. is this is what we're gonna have to walk through mm-hmm. and we're gonna do this well well and, and i know your husband so <laughs> Did he fall apart? I mean, I know I, he loves you know, immensely. Dear so. John, I'm sure. He, I, I I do think it's maybe harder for those around you, and yeah. that for me was the part where I cried. You know, the, the tears yeah. came in thinking about the impact on those around me, mm-hmm. and not that I'm. I just, I mean, I just know for myself. Mm-hmm. If I would have lost my mom when I was younger, or my, you know, my dad to have lost my mom, those are mm-hmm. hard losses. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. myself, to be very frank, I'm not afraid to die. I love to live. I want to live. Yeah, I'm not afraid to die. Mm-hmm. And yeah, life is precious, and I do believe we need to do everything we can do to to live our life to the fullest, right? And to not walk away from life. But I'm not afraid if that is, you know, we. When it's know, our time. When it's our time. It's, it's, it's time like that's part of mm-hmm. <laughs> this the whole picture, yeah. Whole uh, part of being a person. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, but John, um, yeah, it was hard, I think. And he's pretty private. And he, of course, didn't want to, I think those around you don't want to share their mm-hmm. pain on that or what they're going through so mm-hmm. they keep, they don't want to put that on top of your yeah what you're having to deal with right right yeah and i think that's they you know he has a wonderful you know support group and people in his life that he i know could be processing with and yeah. so he uh, leaned into that mm-hmm. and to his faith i mean we both have this strong faith that is yeah. super foundational and it's right it's it's part of who we are so wow. that that's beautiful yes. so it's amazing how did you tell your kids <laughs> well you know i have to say the very first part of all of this i didn't tell anyone that i was going in for a biopsy that i was doing anything cuz wow. I, I don't know I, I, yeah ultra private on all yeah. of that i was just right, like you right, know, right. i don't need to worry them about any of this until i have some information yeah i mean I don't know that that's the best way to do those things, but that's the way I did it. But once sure. I knew that there was an abnormality, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, guys, I I need to let you know that something's going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And 
good old text messages. Some things are just really good to say in a text message because then they can just deal with it on their own terms. Yeah. So actually, we some of this hard stuff we actually communicated by text. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's well. They yeah. know you, and they know your heart. And of course, we had so. conversations when then we could then people can process. In their way, and, and we right. were together, which is a lot, and we mm-hmm. were a very close family. Yeah. I mean, they're there for me 1,000% in whatever way I was going to process mm-hmm. the disease. And mm-hmm. that was huge. They wow. they were just there for me. And Wow. So. It's amazing. Yeah. And, well, you know, we can get into some of the other things later, but, yeah. you know, going to my doctor's appointments at the beginning, mm-hmm. tremendously helpful. Mm. They're there. Well, it just it just shows how selfless you are to even when you're going through this, you're thinking about how others are re- reacting to it and giving them space to process it. That's wow. Oh, it, 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 well, I don't know if it was selfless, but it was it seemed like the <laughs> the most direct yeah way and yeah. and gave us gave us all kind of okay. the time we needed. Just switching gears really quick can are women the only people that can get this type of cancer or can men get it too well the particular cancer that i had in in its location is the uterus so okay you know that that you need a uterus to yeah. have this kind of cancer yeah the clear cell interestingly you know and, and like the risks for for uh, clear cell anyone who's parent, mother, mm-hmm. had taken DES during their pregnancy. If that was something given to them, and this was something administered, I want to say, uh, I don't know my years perfectly, maybe from 1940 through 71. What, what I don't it? know, something like that. It's a synthetic estrogen uh. that sometimes was used for women who had complications or they thought would maybe be having complications in the pregnancy. It's possible my mother had that. So we we don't know. I mean, but the the clear cell is linked Mm -hmm. to that. And what they call grandsons of DES, Mm -hmm. uh, granddaughters of DES, they've seen there's some increase or link to having clear cell cancer in other parts of their body. Wow. So mainly with women, it's like their vagina mm-hmm. um, or their cervix. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's so, uh, it's not been researched enough, the clear cell, to yeah. have a lot of firm answers. But from what you're saying, it's probably more common in women, it sounds like. Huh? Yes, more common in, and I think the first generation daughters yeah. of someone and of course now I mean that's all they've stopped administering that I mean they started to research that in mm-hmm. in um, some findings I think in the early mm-hmm. 70s and then it was just quickly stopped yeah. being used yeah. but yeah wow so after you told your family what happens next what well then you know we go into treatment you know mm-hmm. what's going to happen for treatment and mm-hmm. um you know, which was fortunately, I was able to connect with a wonderful gynecologist, oncologist, surgeon, you know, um, here in Seattle, who did, you know, I met with him and with my family, and uh, he was able to get me in actually 
the next day. So oh my gosh. it went so fast. It went once, you know, once we had the diagnosis and I had my first appointment with uh-huh. my oncologist, mm-hmm. it was very rapid. Was it because it was a, an aggressive you type know, of cancer? I think, or? He, I think it was partly timing. timing. I think there was, you know, the, that the knowledge that this yeah. is an aggressive cancer. And so mm-hmm. the sooner that it can be dealt with, the better. Mm-hmm. But we'll forever be thankful that he was able to get me in so quickly because, oh you know, we don't know. Yeah. And we just, I, but I'm thankful for mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. he did a f- phenomenal job in um, mm. the surgery. I mean, I healed well, you mm-hmm. know, no infections. And I mean, I was well taken care of. Mm. And so that went very well. And then one of the, I guess, the blip in figuring out just what was going on with me exactly came two weeks after surgery. And the surgery was a hysterectomy. Yes, yes. Okay. Thank you. I'm glad you, yes. Yeah, complete hysterectomy. Complete hysterectomy. And, 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 you know, they, he came out and talked to my family, you know, and I remember waking up from surgery and just uh, like, what am I going to find out, <laughs> you know? Because mm-hmm. at that point, you just don't know. You right. Know? You just don't know. And there had been one centimeter spread outside of what had been removed with the polyp that was on the wall of uh-huh. my uh, uterus uh-huh. and had invaded about 10%. And so, uh-huh. so that put me at stage 1A, which is like, wow, you keep, that's... It couldn't be much better, right? Wow. <laughs> and he went on to, to explain, and I'm kind of jumping forward here a bit, that the staging with this kind of cancer in mm-hmm. his, it by what he, the information he's working with, he said does not matter as much as with some other cancers. And so we would still recommend, mm-hmm. um, you know, the chemotherapy, the full range of the chemotherapy, brachytherapy, which I can talk about. And um, then, of course, I had the surgery. So, wow. So, yeah, that was good on one end, really good news mm-hmm. to know that it was mm-hmm. small spread. Mm-hmm. It, they didn't find it in any of the lymph nodes, in any oh, of the gosh. pelvic area, mm-hmm. you know, none of that. And so it was very contained. Yeah. So I felt that's really good. Yes. <laughs> this is really good. Yes. It's contained. Yeah. It hadn't, yes. So that after um, then, well, the, so going forward, you know, mm-hmm. with the time, the first time to meet mm-hmm. with the care provider after surgery, you know, they gave time for some healing. And then the surgeon actually, and who was also my oncologist, was away at a speaking convention. So I was meeting that day with my nurse practitioner. And she took so much time, so compassionate. Um, Mm -hmm. But during that time, she actually gave me, she had read, misinterpreted the pathology report and said to me, you know, one of the things that, that we know about your cancer sometimes we don't know why someone has cancer but in your case we know you have the lynch syndrome from what has been shown in the pathology report you have the lynch syndrome which what does that mean well and so it's an inherited uh, so like a genetic 
propensity for for cancer. It increases your risk for uh-huh. colon cancer, endometrial cancer, which I uh-huh. have. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Of course, my daughter is sitting with me in this appointment, and they said this will your children will have have fifty percent chance of having this. All of your blood relatives, and so I mean, this was that's all intense. <laughs> it was. And, um, you know, I bring this up because I would want to stress to any listener the importance of of paying attention to all of the the paperwork that is given to you, Mm -hmm. how important that is, Mm -hmm. and to be willing to ask the hard questions, to look things over. Mm -hmm. Because actually what was in, even what went home with me that day was the pathologist saying uh, this is some people might think this is indicative of uh-huh. Lynch syndrome uh-huh. but it's not there was like this it was it was the opposite of what I was told and throughout the report she, there was an asterisk C comment C yeah. comment yeah and in and I and I uh, know so many times yeah. Care providers are rushed, right? They are yes. just rushed. Yes. They they have their very best intentions. Yes, and they're human. She, they're human. I you know, this yeah. this individual you could tell she's compassionate, she mm-hmm. cared, she wanted to give us information that mm-hmm. she felt was vital for us to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but that was information that sent us for two weeks as a family unit in a very you know looking at genetic testing and having hard conversations and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know when it was all said and done you know they we we had a meeting with with my my medical team and I had to ask how did this happen you know which was really a hard meeting to have but I think important to be able to have that communication with those that are going to be taking care of you long term this is life and death stuff yes and so if Communication yeah. broke down here. How I just want to, you know, it's yeah. good, right? Yes. To be able yes. to. So, did you ask for a second opinion, or did you go back to the same people and say? You know, I went back to the same people. Mm-hmm. Well, and when in in the appointment that I that I had with my oncologist, and once mm-hmm. he was you know was back in town, and we were talking mm-hmm. then about treatment. Mm-hmm. Two weeks after hearing that about the Lynch syndrome, he said, oh, you know, it, 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 it's not, there's, there's no, this is not related to the Lynch syndrome. Huh. And so that was the first I'm hearing from my medical person. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I'm going, what? Yeah. <laughs> and wow. so that's why it's so important for any person dealing with medical things to be super proactive, to be mm-hmm. involved, to yeah, to be not, your best advocate. We are our best advocates, <laughs> and and to and I like I've said that that surgeon I am forever grateful for. Oh. Mistakes happen, and he you know he admitted to that, which is huge for a huge. doctor, right? Huge. To say we yes. were wrong, yes. and I'm sorry. Yeah, you know I ended up having all the genetic testing just to. Just for everyone's peace of mind, yeah, no, no Lynch syndrome, but, oh. it, but and I mean, even yeah. before that, it was pretty clear that it wasn't that, but yeah, yeah, anyway. But I'm thankful for that that period of time but for my ongoing care. I, I went to a different oncologist that mm-hmm. um, I felt would be 
maybe more where the lines of communication were were mm-hmm. were better and maybe more in line with what I knew I needed for mm-hmm. that that phase. The next stage. The next stage. Yeah. And so I did have brachytherapy, which is very focused radiation um, wow. that that doesn't necessarily change outcome, but uh-huh. it if there's um, the one thing about this cancer, there's a high rate of recurrence, and it mm. don't, you don't want it to come back in that area because it just complicates. Mm-hmm. That's a messy area for it to come back in. Okay. So I chose to have that. Okay. I declined going the route with um, the chemotherapy mm. because. In my reading and what one of my, um, actually the same person who told me that I had the Lynch syndrome, the, the nurse practitioner, she also did say, you know, this this cancer is often resistant to chemotherapy. Hmm. So, I mean, that was a piece of therapy that, or excuse me, a piece of information I had floating in my, yeah. my mind. Yeah. And uh, then as I did research using the National Institute of Health, their mm-hmm. website, which is mm-hmm. phenomenal, mm-hmm. highly recommend. Their academic papers from all over the world or studies you know, that have been done are mm-hmm. available just to, to find there. And mm-hmm. so I did, in my reading, it, that seemed to be pretty consistent. Wow. And uh, the little bit I could find. And my doctor, when he when I told him I was declining that part of um, treatment, treatment yeah. his mouth kind of dropped. <laughs> and, wow. and he says, wow, I'm just so surprised. Uh-huh. And I go, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It doesn't make medical sense uh-huh. to me that, that it's going to increase my, out, my positive outcome mm-hmm. that much. And mm-hmm. I feel the toll it will take. I mean, in my case, I, I just, mm-hmm. and, and again, my last meeting with him when I had called that team together, you know, he said, you made a reasonable decision. Mm. So, and my new oncologist has definitely confirmed that. He said, that, yeah, they're wow. finding chemo is just not that good with, with the clear cell. Wow. And so, wow. so what I did do was make a radical change mm-hmm. in my eating and, and many things, you know, just, yeah. I mean, that's another whole topic of what I did, but right. which is huge. I mean, yes. it was a big lifestyle heart, change, massive lifestyle change okay. in um, evaluating, you know, what I, what I could do differently to mm-hmm. make my body less cancer friendly. Mm. And um, I so, put like that. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to your, hysterectomy yes because it had been so quickly yes did you have time to mourn did you have time? you know what yeah, it's such a wonderful question and yes I, I okay. actually you know that is such a, you bring back uh a and I have it I have it in my journal I, mm-hmm. I, I and I have actually some uh, I don't know if it was in again text messages or or may have been a phone call I don't remember how I communicated it uh-huh but I remember communicating with my children mm-hmm. how thankful I was for this place that I could nurture their lives. And, and, um, and there was this deep sense of gratitude for what this part of my body did for me. 
yeah. and 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 the life that it nurtured. And oh, you're gonna get me yeah, to cry. so yeah, <laughs> and I didn't. You know, I hadn't read anything about being appreciative of your uterus. Yeah. But I found as I was in, in those hours in getting ready for this, I was realizing, because I never had surgery of any kind. Yeah. That, you know, and so Sorry. I was like, this part, no, I get it. I yeah. get it. I will have tears with you. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, this part was was no more. Yeah. And, um I felt a great sense of gratitude. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, a, I, um, yeah, a loss. Yeah. 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 Good question. I mean, I, I worry it's good for me to go back <laughs> to that yeah. because, um, or it did what it needed to do or provided exactly. you. Exactly. The, the vessel in which to carry your children into this world. And it was, so its time true. was done. It, right. You know. Right. So it was like, yeah. thank you for doing such a good job. Yeah. Yeah. So, especially for women, you know, there's so much tied to our uterus and reproductive system yes. and what it creates and what it doesn't create and right. what it, and the stages in which it goes through, right? We, we get our period when we are in our teens and when we, go through our period and then the the children that are yes. born through that period and then you hit menopause and then and then to hit hysterectomy it was like yeah I was just thinking about that like did it make you feel less of a woman at some point afterwards or I wondered if it wouldn't make I, I really wondered yeah how it would feel to have such a critical part of my body a part that mm-hmm. as you're saying you know yeah. you're so Yes, very much aware of. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel that way. Um, mm-hmm. No. Okay. No, not at all. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I was just. It's like, how did she? How did she process all of that in like one or two days? You know, I, I'm in some sense, I'm grateful that it happened all at once to kind of get it over with. You know, in some ways, right? And then in some ways, I'm like. Did you get a chance to say goodbye? You know, like no, it's so true. It's so <sighs> true. I mean, it was, um, it was way faster than what I would really recommend for someone to, because mm. I, I think, pray in, I, I think it's important to have time to make those really, really mm-hmm. big decisions. Mm-hmm. Surgery may not always be the very best decision. Right. right. Or maybe there's more that you need to do to get yourself ready mm-hmm. or your space ready. I'm in my case I, I am grateful mm-hmm. that it happened the way that it did. And so yeah. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are listening, this is like my first time that I get to really dive deep into this the story of yours. And I just Aww. so appreciate it. So, you know, to continue what you were saying, how did it change your lifestyle with food? You're such a good cook. Yeah. So I love food. Yeah. I always love food. <laughs> yeah. Love cooking. Yeah. Love preparing lots of food for lots of people. Oh gosh, this lady can entertain. Oh, guys. <laughs> I know. it's it's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. So. How did that, like, did you just start reading and watching YouTube videos? You know, or I had 
food from a very young age was always something I was intrigued with mm. and health mm-hmm. I have to say always mm-hmm. you know just intrigued with health and mm-hmm. and 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 the role of, that food has in mm-hmm. health and you know um yeah. when you know my goodness, if I say how many years ago, I will really show how old it yeah, like 40 <laughs> years ago. Um, I, I had a, a probably the first experience of someone, uh, she had breast cancer, had gone through all of the treatment, you know, was mm-hmm. not doing well. And mm-hmm. she chose in her fight to, to live, to to um, do an alternative therapy and went to, to Mexico. It was really the first time I'd ever been exposed to someone doing something wow. that drastic. And wow. so that uh, that introduced me to like the power of food and doing mm-hmm. something. And I helped her in getting groceries and she had this massive juicer <laughs> that was like a wow. machine. So yeah, but that, that laid... That gave me a lot of information that I never had that stayed with me, you know, really all these years. And then a few years before actually my diagnosis, I don't know, I just had the thought, you know, I'm just, I don't know, I'm just curious to find out what kind of treatments are out there or what what's out there that that has been shown to work mm-hmm. with cancers. I, I don't know. That's, just, a, that's alternative to that's modern. That's alternative or that right. could be... In conjunction, you know, yeah, or that you're doing in yeah. complementary and, yeah. and um, along with. And mm-hmm. so I, I ordered, I found some materials that I thought, you know, they had a lot of good good recommendations. And, you know, I read that just out of curiosity. You know? mm-hmm. And when I was diagnosed, or even actually at the very beginning when I, yeah, as soon as I knew that there this could be cancer, mm-hmm. I immediately like, okay, I, I have to take this time out on mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And actually one book that I would like to really bring attention to because mm-hmm. it was the first book that I read after or at the beginning of my actual cancer mm-hmm. um, was this Anti-Cancer, A New Way of Life by David Shervin, Schreiber, MD, PhD. He's a French physician, neuro, um, neuroscientist, mm-hmm. and um, it's about his own cancer journey. You know, he wow. found out that he had brain cancer through, I mean, his whole story is fascinating, but hmm. he, it put him on the, the path of, of learning what he could about mm-hmm. what we can do to make our bodies anti-cancer, just like a, a terrain that is not friendly to cancer. Hmm. And everything is high, everything that he shares is, you know, deeply researched. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of, lots of footnotes in the back and, um, <laughs> that helped me change my way of thinking uh, or it helped me understand why different foods were powerful or mm-hmm. beneficial mm-hmm. to add mm-hmm. and it was extremely helpful to mm-hmm. to get going and then other resources chris wark has mm-hmm. a website that he has brought in all kinds of scientists and doctors a lot of interviews a lot of encouraging things i had to surround myself with you know, what's, you know, just positive outcomes, you mm-hmm. know, hearing examples of positive outcomes. Mm-hmm. And he had, there's a lot of recommendations there of things that you can do that where it's not causing harm. It can work along with whatever right. treatment you're choosing to right, do. Right, right. And so that was incredibly helpful. Okay. So yeah, for myself, looking at stress, looking at relationships too, you know, mm-hmm. where is there any 
resentment or hardness that mm-hmm. that needs to also be looked at because mm-hmm. those kinds of things can get in the way of of healing. Yeah. Right? And then of course the food, I went to strongly plant-based diet, just big big loaded salads for lunch, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for dinner that were mm-hmm. highly dense in nutrition, mm-hmm. overdosing on food, good okay. food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and completely 100% eliminating things that were not going to be nurturing mm-hmm. my body. Mm-hmm. So plant-based, meaning no meat? I, yeah, I took for myself, and based on the research and the things that I was reading, mm-hmm. that seemed to be the, the, the most prudent decision for myself. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, no meat, just lots of vegetables. Okay. Okay. <laughs> many different colors and <laughs> fruits you know some yeah. people worry about you know the sugar that comes from fruits and you yeah. know I, I I think there are so many powerful nutrients that, that are in many of yeah. those fruits and so big variety yeah. lots Over of variety fruits. lots of different colors mm-hmm. and um no seafood n- no I I I um, also really took out seafood as okay. well I mean occasionally yeah, fish. Yeah, occasion. Very, very rare though, and yeah. and that was for the first three years. Okay, and uh, all processed food, of course, anything yes. processed. Yeah, goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> no sugar, Sh- low goodbye. sugar, not no sugar, no sugar, no sugar, no sugar. No, wow. zero sugar. Wow. No, no. <laughs> I mean, and you know, it sounds hard, so because I love sugar. I had strong, yeah, sweet tooth. Yeah, and loved my cheeses and loved. The dairy and yes, cheese. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh. oh my goodness! Every night it was cheese. Yeah. For me, you know. Yeah. I mean, love. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But understanding and looking again, you know, reading through a lot of the mm-hmm. research that these resources were providing, I I had to. For me, it was like this is not helping my body right now. I want to do yeah. all I can right now to help again put my body into a healing mode. Yeah. And even though it's very likely that surgery completely cured my cancer. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I there's a high sure. high possibility that it completely did. But if my doctors were suggesting chemotherapy and being I'm being told that this cancer has a high rate of recurrence in many mm-hmm. other parts of the body mm-hmm. then I felt like I I owe it to my family I owe it to yeah. my commitment to live mm-hmm. to do my best yeah so there you know that's that's amazing yeah. wow I don't know how you do it <laughs> Well, actually, these foods taste so incredibly amazing. We have been provided with the most, and we live here in Seattle, right? So, so many things are so available. There's so many things that are made in, like, people are using, like, jackfruit, you know? Are you able to eat jackfruit? You know, I haven't, some, I don't know that much about jackfruit, to tell you the truth. So, I've had a few pieces of it maybe here. Actually, I think when we were in Mexico, they were selling it fresh on the side of the road. Ah. I think, actually, it was like, they were saying, oh, yeah, this is that. And so, that that was kind of fun. And we were just trying to, it's, when it's fresh, it's really strange. Have you had it fresh? Yes. Yeah, it's really interesting, right? It's a huge, very popular fruit in in Vietnamese culture and Vietnamese culture believe it or not has like a huge uh, 
they eat a lot of vegan diets because it's a predominantly Buddhist culture. And so lots of, you know, fasting from very, very extravagant foods. And so they've always had to be very uh, creative in cooking with fruit and plant-based stuff. So jackfruit is actually, I've seen it now at Trader Joe's. That jackfruit is now being made into um, pulled pork. Oh, to taste oh like pulled pork goodness. because of the texture. Oh, interesting. Tastes like yeah pork sometimes wow. the way you cook it and stuff like that. But so uh, yeah, it's just been interesting to see more and more yes. people adapt to that. Well, there are so food. many wonderful kinds of fruits and vegetables that can be used in so many different ways. Yeah, I might have learned that with just the ones that I've been right kind of have, yeah. yeah. We're gonna have to have a. We're gonna have to have you back and talk about your plant based diet because I'm sure listeners are gonna be like, "What is that?" And can I incorporate that? Was it difficult for you know, you know that's that's well, gonna be so some interesting. Resources out there and so many encouraging things for anyone who's wanting to yeah, you know, change or adapt or incorporate some of the the yeah. pieces. Yeah. So so where are you now? In your cancer journey, are you cancer free? You know, you, I keep wanting to call myself cancer free, and I actually my last appointment with my oncologist is with. So he's wanting to see me every three months. So mm-hmm. we were doing a, every, you know this every three month check yeah. in, and my last appointment we are able we're going to six months, which was really and I and I said because we had hit the three year mark, and so like so like am I can. Cancer can free, I say right? that? <laughs> and he said, uh, no. Wow. And I was like, really? Wow. <laughs> and um, I don't know at, w- at what point, you mm-hmm. know, he's going to say cancer free. And what's weird about this cancer, it's hard to... Um, it's hard to detect. It's hard, it's hard to, to treat. detect. There's not a blood test. It's it's really symptom. I mean, he does a very thorough yeah. exam every yeah. time I see him, but yeah. it's uh, symptoms and it's it's been... Some doctors do imaging. He is mm-hmm. he does not feel that that is a. Actually, neither of the oncologists felt that imaging is beneficial with this cancer, which is mm. really kind of strange, right? Mm-hmm. Or it seems strange to me because mm. it feels like, well, that would tell me if something's going on. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, but wow. it's like, okay, okay, I'm trusting you on this. Could this cancer have been detected even earlier through? Pap smears? Oh, really? That's a really good question, too. Actually, n- no, probably not. I had had a pap smear oh. just months prior to this. I see. Yeah, okay. and it was fine. There was no problem. The wow. pap smear, it, um, and even with the clear cell, if the clear cell is mm-hmm. on the cervix or mm-hmm. on the, the vaginal wall, it, mm-hmm. it isn't really detected with a typical pap smear at mm. least from what um, I understand so no mm-hmm. the the best sign is any spotting, any spotting. if there's spotting and you're postmenopausal yeah pay attention to that sure and mm-hmm. I remember hearing that Dr. Rutherford on uh, one of the earlier podcasts mentioning uh, I think was in on you know cancer prevention or something mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I remember her mention, say that it was like listen yes listen, listen to your body and uh, lower yeah. back pain underneath, you know, like below my belt. I yeah. Know, there was a little bit of that, which is interesting because that polyp was so small. But wow. it was causing inflammation. Yeah. And wow. So, yeah. Well, that's an amazing 
story. I look forward to the day where we can shout it from the rooftops that you are cancer free. There's still so much to say, but we're running out of time. Um, We're going to have to have you back because it's still, your story's continuing. I mean, your lifestyle continues. I'm sure we haven't even talked about how it has changed your mental health. How has it changed your spiritual health? How has it changed... Yeah. A whole bunch of other things, yeah. right? Kind so it changes everything. It changes yeah, everything. It does. It's like before cancer and after cancer. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. it's just, you know, you hit on something really valuable that we tell our patients all the time. Listen to your body. Yes. You should yes. not take anything, put anything as a Band-Aid solution. Your body's trying to tell you something. That it's yes. sick, that it doesn't like something. Listen to it. Honor it. Call us, folks, if you want to talk to Dr. Rutherford. Any of our medical providers here are available to you. And when you when we can honor your body with you, everybody wins. Everybody is healthy. And we can continue to be together in community. And I think that's the biggest takeaway that I got from you, Joanna, is mm-hmm. that you, you listened to your body, you took it seriously, and then you gathered your community around you, and you're here with us still which is amazing, which is beautiful. Like I said, there's still so much to talk about and I'm going to have to have you back, which is selfishly I'm okay with. (laughs) So, um, but we're wrapping this up and I just want to thank you listeners out there who joined us today. This was a intense, intense subject to talk about, especially for those of you who have lost those that have gone through cancer, loved ones, people you know in your community, know that we are there with you, we mourn with you, and that the more we understand how to support each other through these really, really tough moments is what makes us unique in our human kind of community. So please give us a call if you're concerned about anything, if you're having any symptoms or or just asking questions, right? It's never bad to ask questions. And it's free when you come here to 3W. It's free. No strings attached. For more information about 3W, please visit our website at 3wmedical.org. That's the number three, the letter W, medical.org. From there, you can learn more information about the services we provide, book an appointment, or make a donation if you'd like to support our mission. You can also call our office at 206-588-0311. That's 206-588-0311. If you like this episode, please share it with others and consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay healthy and be well.